Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and a good afternoon welcome to sports lounge live show number 230 and it is uh tuesday afternoon and we are with you uh, every Tuesday afternoon at 4 Eastern. It is January 24th, and we have a very busy show. So, Chris, tell us about the busyness that we have. Yeah, a lot of busyness going on. Well, first <laughs> of all, um, my wife Kathy's birthday today, so happy birthday to her. We're going to get Chinese yep. food, I think, after the show, so that'll be that'll be good. And uh, so the agenda, we've, of course, got our panel and one thing, we got a little more leeway than we used to have because now we've only got to have four NFL games to talk about. Unfortunately, they're dwindling down, which means the season is getting over, which is too bad because I like the NFL season. But um, but we've got our panel, and during that, Sean is going to talk about the latest developments with LIV and their coverage on the U.S. Uh, TV. And Robert is going to vent about ESPN's coverage of, of the Australian Open, so sort of a media section in that in the uh, panels a little bit for those guys. Then we're going to go to the NFL, baseball, college sports. We actually got the top 25 again. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. We got it this week, so we'll let you know about that, college basketball. NBA and the NHL, and the NBA, basically, we have a couple of obituaries of some significant people, and we're going to tell you about those. In the NHL, we're going to do the standings. It's the first time we've done the standings this year for the NHL. One thing uh, is that it's reported uh, for here and locally that Bill O'Brien is finally going to come as offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Uh, so uh, confirmed. He was 2007 was to 2011. He was here. The two Super Bowls they went to with the two they lost to the Giants. But they also had probably their all-time best offense with Randy Moss and all that in that first year. So, you know, um, the Red Sox picked up Adam Duval, and uh, he hopefully will help in the outfield. We'll talk about that later on, give you some information on him. Celtics uh, just had their nine-game losing streak, uh, winning streak broken. Oh. And they're thirty-five and thirteen now. And uh, after they, and they got nine swept in a row, by the Magic, they got swept by the Magic. It's pretty strange. Uh. And uh, we have reorganization on our our uh, stations here: WEI and the Sports Hub. And EEI, Gresh and uh, Fourier, uh, Christian Fourier, are going to do the show, or are now already doing the show from ten to two. Uh, that used to be Gresh and Keith. And then uh, Adam Jones is coming over from the Sports Hub starting next week, and he's going to be on with Mego, and he's very negative. He's as negative as Felger and Maz, so maybe they think they can out-negative Felger and Maz, so they're going to try that 
And I don't know anything about Mego, what, how she'll, she'll react to that, but they'll be two to six. And then uh, Rich Keith is going to have the evening show. Don't seem to know where uh, – I haven't heard Mike Mananski around lately, so maybe he's gone. And uh, Christian Arcand is probably still there. It's probably their big backup, and will probably do the – my guess is maybe do the Red Sox hosting, but we'll see. And then the uh, Sports Hub, things are st- still the same with Toucher and Rich and Bertrand and Zolak and uh, Felger and Maz. But then in the evening, of course, they had to replace um, uh, Matt uh, – my. Uh, uh, Jones, uh, so uh, they're they're replacing him with. I think it's Matt McCarthy who's doing that. Also, I guess it's been I don't know what type of cancer, but Tony Maserati has cancer, so he's battling that. He's uh, been uh, there at the show the last uh, few weeks, but he was out for a while. So hopefully things will be okay with him. So anyway, so that's the changes coming up, and the, the new show with Adam Jones starts um, next week. So uh, we'll see how that does. But it's going to be hard to beat Felger and Maz. They're, they're pretty entrenched there. So anyway, that's what's going on locally here. And, uh, uh, Rick, what uh, what do you have to say? Uh, what do you have to say for yourself about those Giants? The party's <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, was, it had to come sooner or later. The, the talent level just isn't there. It, it was amazing they got as far as they did. I can't be disappointed. Um, I do have... Unusual, but I do have a gripe about the Eagles in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, when, when it's twenty-seven to nothing and you line up for a two-point conversion, what are you doing? And now I know they didn't—they didn't hike the ball. I, I, you know, maybe they, I guess they were trying to get them to jump offside. But if you—if they do jump offside, then I guess you're going for two, right? Why would you do this? Yeah. So if I—if I were. Dexter Lawrence or London Williams in the interior of that line, I would have given them what they wanted. I would have jumped offside, and I would have given them the hottest hit I could have on, on um, Wentz's sore shoulder or gone for his knees, and then you get what you deserve. I, I, I didn't like that, but it's a typical Philadelphia. You know, um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. yeah. Um, the, um, the, the NFL, is, there's a lot of talk behind the scenes, I guess, that they really looking to maybe have these conference games in neutral sites in the future, yeah. which I don't. I don't like it. I, mean, I, no. I guess you know, just saying all these things like it, it, it gets them to test cities on uh, potentially holding a Super Bowl and and see how they do and, and you know. But I think we're going to end up with you know pushing get them to sponsor somebody to sponsor the game. We're going to have the you know the Frito Lay AFC conference game or something. You know, it, I think that's lousy. Yep. Um, I, I hope they don't do that. But apparently they were turned off by people having to play in the snow on Sunday, which, well, come on, that's football. Give me a break. I love that. <laughs> I don't um, think that, I don't think that made one bit of difference in whether the bill. No, was no, 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 no. Um, one quick, uh, to, to clean up a thing we had a couple of weeks ago, we, I was, we were talking about the bears getting the first round pick and it's, it's the first time they did it since the forties, but they did tie in 1970 and lost a flip of the coin to the Steelers. And that's when the Steelers took Bradshaw. So Chris asked, you know, I, went, I hope the bears got somebody good. So I looked it up and they, uh, they actually traded the pick to the Packers who took uh, defensive lineman, Mike McCoy. But when I was looking at that first round, I found something else very interesting. The, I believe it was the fifth pick, the Buffalo Bills picked a linebacker out of USC. And I don't remember really him playing, but I do know the name. Mr. Al Collins. Oh, wow. <laughs> OJ teammate. Uh, yeah, OJ Chauvin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And, okay, yeah, that was weird. Okay, what's happening with you, Perry? Well, it's uh, been an eventful <clears throat> 24 hours around here. We uh, had, and apparently it 
made the national news. I did. I wasn't watching the national news. I saw it locally. But there was a shooting at a school uh, for underprivileged kids yesterday. About it made the national. It it made yeah, the I saw it. And uh, three three people were shot. Two of them deceased. Um, and uh, it was. It happened during our show, and really, I didn't know the whole thing, thing of it until after our show. Once you know, once I was listening to the scanner and the radio and what have you. But to three people in jail now, uh, two kids dead. The uh, founder of the school, who is universally respected as as a one of the African American community leaders in this town, is hospitalized. You know, you just it it really makes you wonder with these kids where on, where on earth is, you know is the kid population going? That kids shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. Number one, those kids should have been in, the the kids who did the shit. They should have been in school too. So, yeah. yep. But nonetheless, that happened yesterday, and the college basketball continues on. Iowa State finally gets on TV tonight. Yeah. They play Kansas State. Um, they are not saying if Caleb Grill is going to play tonight. He's one of their better players. And he tweaked his back during the Texas game. And they're not saying oh, if he's going to yeah. play tonight or not. So if he does not, I think we would reach on that. That's going to mm-hmm. definitely impact Iowa State's chances in that yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it will. But, yep. Uh, we will get to that. The Missouri Valley, you and I and Drake are both in that. Two games separate the top eight teams. So there, you have to finish in the top four to avoid playing on Thursday. So there's going to be some pretty good teams playing in, on Thursday in that Missouri Valley Conference tournament this year. So we'll see how all that winds up, too. And uh, there in the college basketball poll there's only one Big Ten team in that poll and that's being Purdue who's at number one but that is a shock I mean you I think you would agree Bill there's no way the Big Ten should probably only have one good team that tells you that the Big Ten is really good or not so good one of the two but with that, Bill, I'll throw it to you. Thank you very much, and it's very balanced. Indiana's at number 27. They've been making a comeback lately. So we shall see what we shall see. Um, I'm just in the midst of a problem here. I couldn't figure out why I'm not getting Twitter news. So I did exactly what Perry said, logged into Twitter on my iPhone and found out I've been suspended for conduct. I don't even post to Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even post there. I haven't posted oh, in five man. or six years. So I got to figure out what kind of contact or conduct I'm yeah, doing. There's probably too many Bill Sparks around. That's probably some Bill Sparks did something really bad. Uh, yeah. yeah I, messed up somewhere. I don't know, but at least they should write you or tell you. They, they yeah. should, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying because I didn't do... And Facebook, by the way, Facebook, if you ever have a Facebook issue, guys, Facebook doesn't tell you either, so... No, so... If you ever get it on any social media, just, just assume you need to contact them. 
Yeah, so I don't know if I'll get back on or not. I don't know. But I didn't do anything, so I'm not worried about it. Um, Whatever, I'll go wherever to their competitor if I have to, but I don't want to. So, anyway, sports-wise, watched a lot of football over the weekend, tuned up my radio, got in some of my sports channels, still watching the disaster called the Colts, still who knows what's going to happen you can't even get the good coaches who want to come to Indy and I can see why you know so and then then you have the disaster that might be the Reds well that's a constant disaster they're (laughs) they're not going to change you know what I mean they're going in the wrong direction and that's not going to get better when you've got an owner coming on pleading poverty and this that and the other when if it's that bad maybe after all these television contracts and whatever maybe you're doing something wrong with your money spending it on something else besides if it's that baseball bad, sell the team. yeah sell exactly. the team cash in you know like uh whatever so just do that well robert it looks like you're not gonna have to worry in las vegas about mr brady coming your way so thank god i hope not i think he's headed for for south florida and miami but we shall see what we shall see. Did you hear him get a little testy with... He, he did yeah. get quite testy with Chip Brady. Yeah. Yes, he yes, did. He did. He I mean, like Belichick, actually. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one he tried to get away from. Who knows? He's probably going to end up back in New England. No, and, oh, my healthy. Yeah, you never know. All right, Robert, take it away. Okay. Um, first of all, weather is finally normal around here. We've had so much rain lately. Although, like I told you last week, I'm not going to complain about it because California is in such a desperate need of water. It's it's uh, it's a good thing. But um, time to do a little media segment, uh, which we don't normally do on this podcast unless unless somebody gets a good job or, in this case, somebody really screws up. Um, as you all know, we had the COVID thing in what 2020, and and uh, you know people couldn't travel and. You know, announcers had to do baseball games and basketball games and so on and so forth in either bubbles or they, they, you know, they had to do it from studios. Well, the worldwide leader in sports, also better known as ESPN, has decided, well, you know, even though we're making billions of dollars a year, we're going to keep all of our tennis people at home. Uh, they, they are doing the entire Australian Open from Bristol, Connecticut. There is nobody from ESPN on site. Uh, talk about pinching pennies. Now, uh, tennis is not a major sport. I understand that. But come on. Uh, if the NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball teams can travel to their sports and NFL, uh, ESPN can send people to Australia. And remember, they send them for college baseball. They yeah. send them for college baseball and softball. Yeah. Yeah. And, e- and ESPN has the contract for the Australian Open Wimbledon and both of those places you have to go to. Uh, you do what? 
What, in June, uh, people aren't going to go to London? They're going to do it from the studio? I mean, that's, that's totally just wrong. And Australia's open back up. I, uh, they're, they're open back up so they can go there. Well, uh, the, the classic case of that, Sean, is uh, Novak Djokovic. He's playing yep. in the tournament and probably going to win it. And remember, he got deported last year because he didn't have any of his shots. So, yep. I mean, ESPN is just totally wrong here. But uh, anyway, that's my media gripe. And speaking of media, we'll turn it over to Sean because he's got another media story for you. Well, first of all, the big story around here after Sunday night was apparently after the game, Dak Prescott threw his helmet up in the air and it was intercepted. <laughs> <laughs> and and you got to give credit, like I said, whether you like whether you agree with Greg, our governor, Greg Abbott or not, and Greg Abbott is in a wheelchair. Let me explain that for those who don't know. But after the first mixed, missed extra point, you know, after that uh, first the Dallas touchdown, he tweeted out and he said, hey, I can kick extra points as good as this guy. Our governor <laughs> tweeted that out. <laughs> tweeted that out. But, and, and I'm, and but, I'm sure he was probably just having fun. He probably had a few. Oh. Yeah, had a few brewskis, and he he was oh, probably yeah. having fun. Le- yeah, legislators in session. You know, legislators in session. He needed to do <laughs> something. Yeah, some lobbyists hooked him up with some brews, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, the big story. Haven't heard much from Live Golf lately, and they have a TV deal with the CW Network. That's right, the CW. Remember, it was the merger of WB and UPN back in the day. It was half owned by Columbia and Time Warner, and then. They they basically sold it next next star media which owns a lot of co- stations across the country. They also bought the Tribune stations, WGN, and all them. They own the CW, so you will get you those fourteen live golf tournaments on the CW this year. So you can actually see what the hype is about in the U.S. I don't know who the broadcasters are going to be now. The CW is not paying them, and they're not paying the CW. Supposedly it's worked out as a, uh, you know, barter sponsorship deal, so nobody's exchanging yeah, money. Yeah, like the NHL had this. a few years ago with NBC, yeah. And yeah, so kind of like what they did. Yeah. And what's going to happen with that is the first round will be on, uh, they'll be on their app and online. Mm-hmm. You're only going to see the second and third rounds. On- yeah, the, you'll see the weekend, the weekend rounds. It was what you'll see. But speaking of what you will, uh, what you will see, uh, if you want to talk to us at any time. Of course, download the Zoom app or come on in to six four six eight seven six ninety nine twenty three, and then do the code two eight seven seven two three. 4,600, hit the pound key twice if you're on the phone. If you're on the app or the computer, you just enter the code and you're right here. And then star nine raises your hand to the right of the more key on the phone. And the alt Y on the computer raises your hand. And if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, 773-572-7715, hit the pound key or go to 800-693-0595, option two. Tell them it's for Sports Lounge Live or email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. And just a couple other quick things. Tomorrow, Bill, you're going to be debuting the Tech Corner on the Coffee Club, so you can listen to that at 9 a.m. Get all your tech questions answered. And there will not be a Xander Rhodes show tonight. Uh, Something going on tonight or next week. So uh, all of you fans, hey, uh, she won't be there. But you know what will be there? Our talk about the NFL playoffs. Oh, it's always here, yeah. 
Although, it's, mm-hmm. as I say, it's getting shorter all the time because there's fewer games. Mm-hmm. So we started off with, and this is, again, we, we, we talk about not betting sports. <laughs> this is a good example. Kansas City beat Jacksonville 27-20, to 20, but Pat, Patrick Mahomes got hurt late in the first quarter. Yeah. It turned out it was a high ankle sprain. He came back in right away and was playing, but then they wanted to go and get him taped up and whatever. So they brought in Chad Henney, who was a longtime backup for everybody, and he drove the, them down the, what, about 98-yard drive for a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Th- that was the theme of the weekend was long drives. I've never seen more long drives than we had this, this weekend. And, you know, these offenses can control the ball. And, you know, when you've got a good offense, you figure out a way to control it. So uh, Mahomes uh, came back, and he did play in the second half. But a lot of doctors uh, are talking about uh, that he may have less mobility in that ankle this week than he did then because it's, you know, sort of, you know, like you get a little adrenaline when you have just had that injury the first day, but that they think that maybe he won't be as mobile as he was. So we'll have to see about that. He is supposed to play. Yeah, the, well, the Chiefs are saying they are planning on him playing. Well, that's what they're saying right now. As of now, they're planning on him playing. So, okay. yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be sure that he's going to play. I mean, this, this is the kind of injury that players have missed four, five, six weeks for it before. Yeah. And it is, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you were saying, because when I, when, when I was younger and I used to play basketball, and you come down on somebody else's foot and and, and sprain an ankle, you know, it would it would hurt like crazy for the first couple of minutes, and then it would go numb on you, and you'd be fine for the rest of that for the rest of that game. But then that night and the next day, it oh, was yeah. real bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I and if, but if he does. If he does play, he's, I think that's a big, he's nowhere near going to be as mobile as he usually is. And that's a big part of his game, not just right. running, but moving around in the pocket. They said he, I heard today that he, he had the best percentage of completions this year of any quarterback out, out of the pocket. So for those who are picking the game in, in a football contest, might be a good idea to wait a little bit this week to do your picks and uh, take yeah. all that into consideration. Yeah, uh, but yep. Trevor Lawrence did okay. I mean, for his, you know, he he, he yep. showed he belonged on the stage and uh, did okay. And you know, in both in the second half of the uh, the uh, Charger game and in this game, so I I think Jacksonville, you know, like the Giants, you know, they they got knocked out, but you you have you look at it and you see kind of a bright future there. So I think Jacksonville is going to be heard from again. Andy Reid was the first coach to ever win ten or more playoff games with two different teams. He did, he did that, and he's tied for second for wins with uh, with in playoff games with Tom Landry, and that must be behind Belichick, I'm sure. Mahomes has uh, started for five years, and all of them in the AFC Championship game, so that's yeah. a good record for him. And he's also never played a, a um, road playoff game. I mean, a true road playoff. You, you have neutral games at the uh, Super Bowl where you may be the road team, right? But he's never played a true road playoff game. Yeah. No, he's always been at home. Now he's only two and two in those championship games. We got to say that too. But uh, you know, yeah. that's, he got to them, and that's that's uh, a lot of the battle, of course. And uh, so um, then we had the, uh, and that was, uh, you know, uh, we gave the score on that, I think it's 27-20. But then we had the second game, and Philadelphia beat the Giants 38-7. to It was 28 to nothing at halftime uh, when Philadelphia took mercy on them and didn't go for two. And Philadelphia has won uh, the last 10 games at Philadelphia against the Giants. The last time the Giants beat them there was October 27th of 2013 during the World Series of Red Sox and the Cardinals. So, um, I mean, it just they, they just don't win in Philadelphia these days. They just don't beat the Eagles very much these days. Yeah, and the last, that last game they beat them. 
the last game they beat them, they beat them 15 to seven on five field goals. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, but I mean, again, the giants and, and like you said, Rick, you gotta be optimistic. Yeah. You know, they need to make adjustments. They need to bring in some more talent. You know, you look at that wide receiver core. How is that a playoff wide receiver core? No, it's uh, nuts. It's, it's barely an NFL. Never mind yeah. playoff. You, and it's, and then, you know, I've been saying, oh, yeah, how much better Daniel Jones has gotten under Dayball. And I was, I was, I heard his stats today and he was, he completed 67% of his passes, threw for over 3,200 yards, ran for over 700 yards, had uh, 15 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, and only five interceptions. That's wow. only five interceptions for Daniel Jones. That's, and then you, you know, you talk about Dayball and you think about the year that Josh Allen had when Dayball left him. He turned the ball over like crazy this year. Yeah, he did. He did. So we'll see what happens. And, and, and now, of course, be, and, and now, of course, you're hearing that, uh, boy, Sean McDermott isn't quite as good of a coach now. We need to get a better coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, there's always a lot of second guessing, and you know, especially with a team that hasn't won in that long. And you know, you're going to hear a lot about about Buffalo and Dallas because they were the teams that were, you know, not that they were favored. Cincinnati and Buffalo was a pretty even game, although they were favored. Buffalo was, but Dallas was not favored. But still, it's just year in, year out. We'll be talking about them in a minute. And and, and you got Jerry Jones; he's a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. And Cincinnati beat Buffalo twenty-seven to ten, and they really dominated them. They, they uh, Burrow went out and. Uh, threw uh, two touchdowns and Mixon ran for 105 yards and again a bunch of long drives and uh, they have now won three road Mm -hmm. straight road playoff wins as opposed to you know uh, Mahomes not having to play on the road and they also got a quick 14 nothing lead and and that crowd was never even in the game because there was nothing for them to really uh, sink their teeth into no it wasn't wasn't even close Yeah, and after the game, and this just came out, Stefan Diggs led a group of players, and they all left Josh Allen to do the press conference by himself. Yeah. But see, see, that's not right either. You win as a team, and you lose as a team. Right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and of course, we had our catch versus a no catch in this game. Yep. Yep. And uh, Ian Eagle and Mike Mayock were doing the game for Westwood One, and they were saying that, uh, and we all knew this, but your officials are not the same officials that work together all year. Right, and no. they said they think what yeah. should happen is if, if you work with somebody all year and you've grown as a crew, you that crew should be doing the game, not, you know, this yeah. or this. So, And uh, Carl Cheffers, who led that crew, will be the Super Bowl referee. Okay. And, and I think people are also starting to... And I was just going to say, people are also starting to kind of turn on Tony Romo, I think. He's, he got a lot of criticism methods. Oh, yeah, well, he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. There was one play where, where Alan threw to, I think it was Diggs in the end zone, and it was incomplete. He's showing the replay, and he said, oh, he says, this was so close. It's a perfect pass, but it was out of bounds. Well, perfect pass yeah. isn't out of bounds. No. <laughs> nope. And DeMar Hamlin was at the game. He was in a luxury box, so he did get to go and, and see the game. So that that was yeah. good. With, and he, and so he a lot of people are family. saying it's a yeah. A lot of people are saying it's a conspiracy theory that wasn't really him because you couldn't really. When they tried to show him in the box, there was too much snow coming down. He had a face covering and stuff. Oh. And a lot of people. It's stupid. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
<laughs> no. And uh, so, no, we'll see. I mean, Buffalo's in a funny spot because, you know, when you lose, like, and you're so close, you've really got to be careful because you could screw it up, you know, if you if you do the wrong thing. So, I don't know. But that's not a good – I mean, people get mad when you lose, and you can uh, apologize to people and move on next year. But that isn't a good look to not be participating in the press conferences mm-hmm. and leaving uh, Josh Allen to handle it all by himself. And, 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 what, we, that injury. And, what, and what we don't know, you guys, is, is – what? How much emotion? I mean, was was the team kind of emotioned out? You know, we yeah, we don't be. know that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that injury to Vaughn after Vaughn Miller really hurt them. They had no yeah. pass rush after that. Right. I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not totally unexpected with Vaughn Miller's age, but it really yeah. hurt them. Yeah. Now that also shows that if you've got a good offensive line coach, this is what you say. You know, that when they were talking about the Bengals and oh, they've got all the offensive linemen out, and again, people were also pointing out, well, Buffalo hasn't had much of a pass rush, and they didn't really have much against uh, against Miami. But the other thing too is. Rick knows this. When with the Patriots, when they had Dante Scarnecchia, the first yeah. three, four, five weeks of every year, we heard how horrible the offensive line is. Brady's going to get killed. They're never going to figure this out. <laughs> and by about the sixth week of the season, he had them playing, and and they were doing fine, and and they went to Super Bowls. So you know you can do this if you have good coaching. And this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about with uh, with uh, Daniel Jones uh, this year having good coaching, mm-hmm. with Mac Jones not having good coaching. This is a more important part than people sometimes think i think with these teams yeah so and then we had the last game of the day san francisco beat the <laughs> beat dallas 19 to 12 uh, the titanic uh, you know sounds, sounds like a, a, a strange i wonder if we ever had a playoff game that was 19 to 12 before that's a strange <laughs> final but again the 49ers got two long drives and it was funny they couldn't run the ball the dallas defense was really dominating the game and they couldn't run the ball. They, and, you know, Purdy was uh, looking very human. Was was doing okay, but not great. And then all of a sudden, they got the ball. The running game adjusted in the late in the third quarter, and that was the end of it. Because then they controlled the ball most yeah. of the rest of the time. Had the two long drives, one for a touchdown, one for a field goal. And you know, they just uh, basically that was that was it. They just took control. And in it's yeah, and in in this last since since '95, since their last Super Bowl win. Dallas is zero and seven in in divisional playoff game when they've had a chance to go to the uh, the a- NFC Championship in the Jerry in the Jerry GM era zero and seven since that right. last Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, like you were saying, Chris, they were you know they were doing nothing. were doing nothing towards the end of the third quarter. Purdy completed a pass to Kittle for about thirty five yards, which bounced off his face mask and everything else, and he was a great catch. And after that, they seemed to be able to just all of a sudden run the ball. Okay, it was weird. Yeah, it was. It was. So uh, yeah, so it was a week for long drives, and so we'll be talking about next week's games. But what did this do to our football contest? You may ask. I'm sure this is what you were worrying about all day. <laughs> um, so Perry got a combined score, so he moved up uh, pretty good. But uh, I've got two sixty seven. Perry is now second with two fifty. Pierre's got two forty eight. Rick has two forty five. Sean with two forty five. They're tied. Sean's always tied with somebody. I don't know. It just depends. He can't have his own position. USF a with, guy. Yeah, I know. USF with two thirty six. Robert two thirty one. Alan Cleveland two twenty three. Jerry two fifteen. King Dale two oh eight. Jamal two oh three. And Laurie is one eighty eight. And so we will quickly give the schedule, and then we'll pick these games coming up on Sunday at 3 o'clock on Sunday, San Francisco at Philadelphia on Fox. And at 6.30, uh, the Cincinnati-Kansas City on CBS. So 
And so we will start with, of course, the uh, San Francisco-Philadelphia game. I, 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 San Francisco's done very well to get here. I think they are the second-best team in the, in the NFC, but I don't think they've got enough to handle Philadelphia. I think they've been preparing for this all year. San Francisco got hot. They've got a young quarterback who, who did look human uh, against Dallas. Dallas, you know, they were talking about some of the teams that he'd been playing up until playing Dallas and that, you know, he hadn't really played anybody of that caliber. And now I think he's going to be stepping up even further in class. And I think it's going to be, uh, well, you know, 24 to 10, something like that, the Eagles to win. Yeah. Okay, Rick? Yeah, I hate to pick the Eagles, but I think I'm going to have to. I, <laughs> I still, and not only because we talk about Purdy and some of the teams he's played, he's also played the best majority of those games at home. He's had very few road games. Yep. That's the way the schedule worked out. Um, and I, I just, I watch, I watch the 49ers in these big games, and I just, I'm waiting for him to make a big mistake. He hasn't done it yet. But I, I for some reason, I'm, I'm just waiting for it. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles. You know? Okay. Uh, Perry. I will pick the Eagles as well. But one th- if you know one thing about Brock Purdy, and I mean, you've seen him, Sean, like I have in college, he generally, even at Iowa, he never made big mistakes. Nope. Nope. So, he came real close on that at the end of the half and not getting did. that ball out of bounds and made it with one second. <laughs> okay, Bill? Yep. Say that again. The the zoom is cutting now. Eagle, Eagle, Eagles or the 49ers, Bill? Uh, we're going to go with the 49ers. Okay. All right. Something to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you All saying, right. Rick, you hope to be wrong? Yeah. Yes, I do. Luckily, I've got plenty of experiences. <laughs> yeah, he hates the Eagles, so there you go. All right. Uh, Robert? Uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think the glass slipper is kind of going to wear off Mr. Purdy, and this will be the toughest game he's ever played in the pros. And, uh, you know, so, and you know how that Philadelphia crowd can be, so uh, definitely the Eagles. Yeah, they're not uh, nice, actually. John. Hey, Sean. I am going to go with Philadelphia also, I think, because I th- if it were in San Francisco, I might be more tempted to pick yeah. the 49ers, yeah. but since it's there in Philly, they got, you know, like you said, those Philly fans. You know, yeah. uh, uh. And then the second game, we have a rematch in the championship game. First AFC rematch, anyway, since 12 and 13 when the Patriots and Ravens played two years in a row. And uh, Cincinnati at Kansas City, and I'm going to... I don't think I necessarily have to wait for my pick. I think with with a hobbled, I, I think it would be a very even game without a hobbled Mahomes, because there's going to be a hobbled Mahomes. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win yet another playoff game on the road. They did it last year, and uh, Mahomes was healthy, and uh, I know their offensive line is banged up, and the Chiefs have a better pass rush than than the um, the uh, uh, Bills did, but I just don't think that, uh, you know, it's it's going to make that much difference. I think the Bengals are just on a roll and headed back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I have to end. I, even Mahomes this year, they, without Tariq Kill there, they depended on him more than uh, Mahomes more than ever this year. And, and again, it's not the big strike offense. It's, it's moving it down the field, and that means a lot of passes and even a lot of completions. And I... I think when that would be a least trouble, that's going to change things a lot. i got to go with Cincinnati. All right, Perry? I think I will go with the Chiefs. I, I think they're going to pull this one out. Okay. I am going Bill? with Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, 
You know, a lot of NFL experts are comparing uh, Burrow and Mahomes to Peyton and Brady, so uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady. So, uh, and of course, Cincinnati's beaten Kansas City three times in a row. I'm I'm going to take the healthier um, Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think Mahomes is going to be compromised. And uh, that'll be an interesting Super Bowl if it turns out to be Philadelphia and Cincinnati. So I'm taking the Bengals. Sean? And I'm also going to go with Cincinnati because, uh, like I said, for the same reason, you know, health issues. I I honestly thought Mahomes was done when that ankle went. I thought oh, yeah. he's not coming yep. back, but I thought he was done. But I'm still going with Cincinnati. Yeah. Maybe it was a little more severe. We should mention it. The Tony Pollard had a, virtually the same injury, I guess, right? The, no, the, Tony the, Pollard broke a leg. Broke oh, he broke his leg. leg. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because uh, they, they, they made it pretty clear that he wasn't coming back right away. So I was yeah. wondering yeah. about that. So, okay. But uh, anyway, so we got more NFL news and notes, of course. We already told you that well, Bill O'Brien on, is coming back. Yeah. But go ahead, Sean. I was just saying, real quickly, on these matchups, before we move on to the other NFL notes, uh, every quarterback except for Mahomes is on their rookie deal. Okay. Every quarterback's on their rookie Yeah, every yeah. quarterback's still on their rookie deal. And yeah. Mahomes has one less year of playtime than all three other quarterbacks. Combined, you know, because three, because Burrow and Hertz both are in their third season, and Purdy's in his first, and Mahomes is in his sixth. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, that's right. So we have uh, Josh Harris, who owns the 76ers and the Devils, wants to buy the Commanders and could be sold by the spring. And he's from the D.C. area, grew up in uh, Chevy Chase, I guess, or was born there or something. So. Uh, he yeah. wants to get involved, and in, you know now we have multiple sports. Of course, we have John Henry owning the Penguins and the Red Sox and all that. So it used to be kind of illegal to do that, but nowadays uh, you can uh, be in many sports. So uh, we'll see if he can get in three. Uh, the host for the hosts for the international games uh, in uh, Europe this year will be the Patriots. Their game will be in Germany, and then we'll have the others in England. Will be Jacksonville, of course, at Wembley. They always play there. Uh, and uh, also in England uh, and other places, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Tennessee. The reason they're all the AFC teams is because the AFC has the extra home game uh, this coming year, that, that alternate, alternating game with the uh, standings game that you get uh, with the third-place team from a division you haven't played in a couple years. Are the Giants playing the Raiders, is it, Rick? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah, we're so Giants against Tom Brady and the Raiders. Yeah, no, that's no, right. No, no. <laughs> uh, by, by, the, by the way, Chris, the Germany game will be New England and Kansas City. Cause oh, Andy, did they say that? Yeah, Andy Reid's all excited about going over to Germany. So. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I heard someone say so. it. No, I heard someone say it would not be Kansas City because they were one of the other teams that were going to. That's right. No, like, they wouldn't make the game. Yeah. Right. yeah. No. It'll be, my guess is it'll be against like the Saints or the Commanders or something. You usually have one of your lesser, I don't think you'd send away a division game. And, and no. uh, I mean, you could, but you probably wouldn't. So my guess is it's going to be like the Saints or the Commanders, one of those okay, games. Okay, all right. You know, no, yeah. no, they would not make Kansas City okay. go over twice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so and he may be excited about going to Germany, but he can do it during the summer. Harbaugh right. <laughs> says uh, that Lamar Jackson, he's so sure he's going to come back. He's 200% sure that Lamar Jackson's coming back. Yeah. And it turns out Lamar does actually have an agent, his mother. So we'll see oh, what she oh, wants to know, do. I didn't know that, Chris. Wow. No. Okay. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Officially, from what they were saying the other day on NFL radio, he says he's representing himself. 
But officially, she's the one doing the negotiation. Okay. It may be how they, like, you know, sometimes in music they would put somebody's name on a song just for writing credits to get her some money or whatever. That, yep. That's probably what it is. So he probably is yeah. doing it with her name on the, on the thing. Um, yeah, and how about, how about statement reminds me of um, Rabel last year when he said, as, as long as I'm coach, A.J. Brown will be on this team. Yeah, that worked out yeah. well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he's in the championship game, and you're not, Mike. Um, and also the, uh, the the other thing about it is they want him to be involved with the, uh, picking the new offensive coordinator. So yeah. uh, so whatever. And and this weekend was the first division round without uh, Tom Brady, Roethlisberger, Manning, or Rogers since 2002. So we we have to cut every week, and USF gets us these, and, and they have to be said they're historic things, yeah. and you know we just need to say them. Of course, Rogers wasn't in the league for about six years before that, but so eight or so. <laughs> and and uh, this just coming across, Rogers tells the Pat McAfee show. Notice that's how Rogers gets his news out is the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Yes. But he tells the Pat McAfee show he is willing to rework his deal if he decides to play next year. Okay. Well, we're all, and Woody, jo- Woody Johnson said he'd be all in on the Jets trading for Rodgers. Yeah, and uh, the reason why he wants to rework his deal, Perry, is rumor has it Green Bay would like to trade Rodgers. If they traded him now, it would be a $41 million cap hit. So they Fine. would like Rodgers to, to rework his deal so it's easier to move him. Well, you know, Woody Johnson's having uh, delusions of grandeur. He remembers winning a division with Brett Favre, but he maybe he forgot about yeah. the part that Brady got hurt that year. So that yeah. might have been why he won that division. I don't know. But, you know, so there was a little bit of uh, we brought back memories to all us snowplow game fans. We found out this week that people, that holders were moving grass around on the field to give uh, the, the kickers targets to see when they were going to be uh, places where they were going to line up to kick the ball. And now they uh, they've uh, put a stop to that, I guess. And they and they said that they found that out, or it w- at least it was that weekend when Mahar missed all those extra points. I guess. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So, but it is. It's like the snowplow game. I would think they would have noticed that in all these years. You know, it's all. It's like, it reminds me of Deflate Gate. Like, oh, I guess somebody said something, so it's a big deal or something. That's what happened with yeah, Deflate Gate. Yeah. So, uh, Mahomes. Uh, okay, we already talked about. Uh, the other, uh, you know, Sean already covered that thing about uh, Purdy and uh, Burrows and Hurts. The other yeah. quarterbacks in the championship games have played fewer years combined than uh, than Mahomes has. You know, he's played uh, well, no one year, one, one more year, one year more, seven, one year more, and he's played yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas has lost seven divisional playoff games in a row, as as was mentioned, and uh, the longest streak ever in the NFL. And the last championship game was that 95-96 game when they went on to the Super Bowl and beat the Steelers. And uh, let's see. I think uh, that might be – I think that's it for NFL notes. Anybody else got any NFL stuff? Uh, well, I can tell you the ratings came out for the for the Cowboys 49ers game, Chris, and almost 46 million people watched that game on Sunday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought the games last weekend were better – than the ones yeah, they this were. weekend yeah. in total. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it, it, and, you know, it, yeah, the Buffalo game actually got, you know, the, got boring. I mean, the 49ers game was a good game because you really didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And it was the kind of game that Rick and I have talked about, even if it's 19 to 12 or something like that, there's a difference between a 19 to 12 game, A, that means as much as it did, but where the teams are moving the ball as opposed to that kind of game that we saw a few like the Bears and the Commanders and the Colts and the Broncos and some teams like that had scores like that, but the games weren't any good because – 
punt, 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 punt every two minutes. You know, nothing was happening. Yep. If you're getting drives, another thing it doesn't yeah. matter. Another thing that makes it not so exciting, you were talking about how the teams can drive down the field, and that's true, but we are getting no, like, 50, 60, 70-odd touchdown plays. There's uh, no big plays. No, no, not not uh, so not lately. Yeah. Okay, any more NFL? Well, that, that's all of our NFL, but I think Dick has some NFL knowledge he, probably does. he would like to imply. Yes, so, Dick, how are you today? You would unmute Dick. We'll hear you. Oh, hello. Boy. There you are. Hey, there, there you are. are. Hey, hey, there. Uh, I tell you what, I, I have to be for whoever plays the Eagles because who <laughs> wants to root for a team where the, the fans boo Santa Claus? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess he was You know, he kind of looked rumpled, and uh, they probably pulled him out of a South Philly bar, uh, you know, Dick, so <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> you know, I've been to Philadelphia, and then that's the most unfriendly city I've ever been to in my life. You could see me back there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a friend from Philadelphia too, but uh, I'll tell you, no, no chance. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I think Cincinnati's gonna win. I think they're, they're really the team is really moving, and they I I could not believe they really outplayed Buffalo. Buffalo couldn't do anything. No, no, I was I was really sure about that. Um, Dallas, well, Dallas is Dallas, uh, hmm. and yep. I, I got a sick, I got a sick joke for you about uh, kicking. Uh, all right, here you go. Back in the early 80s, late 70s, the Bears had a kicker named Bob Thomas. Oh, yeah. And he yeah, I remember. A lot of, he used to miss a lot of field goals. So the joke went around that Bob Thomas tried to commit suicide, but he was off to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Dak, yeah. I've heard that. They, you, that was already thrown in for Dak, too. That was already thrown with Dak. With, not with Dak, but with uh, Omar. Or, yeah. You know, Dick, Mahar. Yeah. Yes, Mahar. Dick, I, we, I used to Mahar. tell Chris that way back the Giants had a kicker named Bob Timberlake. And back then, the, the goal post was on the goal line. And I told Chris, he's the only kicker I've ever seen that missed an extra point short. <laughs> oh, was he a quarterback for Michigan? <laughs> yes. I think he was. Yeah, he was the backup quarterback for the Giants and then a kicker, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep, he was. Yeah. Um, so who's who's we doing the? Uh, I wonder which game. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan's going to be doing probably the Chiefs huh? game because he lives there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. did the Chiefs game uh, last week too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, you can WDAF. You can they live stream on there on the internet, so I can get them. Uh, uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't really want to deal with Harlan. The second game, I don't mind because I don't like Morales or. Uh, well, the one thing, the one thing that uh, I, it did happen again, and I think if people tune in to WLW or WCKY, if they want to hear the Bengals, and leave it there, don't let it, uh, don't leave for any reason. Just leave it, leave the feed on there. They'll get the whole game. I got it all on WLW, and uh, you know, if you do that, you can keep it. If you if you get out for any reason, or if your internet goes down, which wouldn't be your fault, but you'd be out. Uh, it'll tell you that you can't get it. Because I asked Miss A while I was listening on the stream about it, and she said I was too far away to hear it. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so that's a little a little hint on, on that game. I don't know. And remember, what's happened in the past is that the con- at, for the conference, and now we don't know if it, it, these things could change without notice because nobody tells us radio listeners anything. But uh, as far as we know, no, none of these te- places like KMOX would be, not be streaming the Chiefs and stuff because they would have to get, if they're going to have the game, they'd have to get Westwood 1. That is Supposedly, correct, Chris. That is still correct. Yeah, it's still correct. Still so, correct. Yes. Okay. okay. Did people say goodbye to their 
affiliates or something during the games uh, or something? Did you hear it them? It was meant it, on our local station that carries the Chiefs. They said, unfortunately, this week you'll have to hear the Westwood hmm. one. Pete. Yeah. So, but yeah. if you if you can get the uh, streaming, the station streaming in some way, like the Eagles. I mean, hey, if you have SiriusXM or something, you're all set. But what I'm saying is, for that WLW and probably CKY as well, they're both considered flagships. And if you get on one of those feeds and stay, you should be able to hear the Bengals. So. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll live stream it. So, well, they have, they have, and that, that's the flagship now for Kansas City. So, uh-huh. hopefully, because I really want to hear Harlan. I, I, I much prefer Mitch Schultz. I think he's a really good announcer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Little, I like Mitch Schultz. I like Kevin Harlan too. Sometimes. You know. Okay, guys. Take care. All right, Dick. Take it easy, Dick. All right. Anybody else on the phone before we move to baseball? Let's go. All right. Yeah. Artie Marino is not going to sell the Angels after all. He. Uh, He's 76 years old. He never took any bids. He had people, you know, just talk to him, but they never made anything official. Uh, no playoffs for the Angels since 2014 and no wins in the playoffs since 2009. So he feels he needs to, you know, mend some fences before he sells the team. So that's well, – he, uh, Boy, but they're, from what I was hearing this morning, their fans are not happy about this. They were they were a, hoping lot, to get a better owner. There's a yeah. lot of other problems with that um, – uh, because of the FBI, uh, the scandal last year in Anaheim, uh, the stadium situation is in flux. There's all kinds of issues. And I know uh, Joe Lacob is not going to be happy about this because he was going to be one of the guys that would put in a bid for that. Yeah. Because he, he made it very clear that he was going to do that. But I guess I don't know if they weren't given an opportunity or, or how that process worked. Yeah, he said he never – yeah, I think, in other words, it, it said in the story that he had talked to people – but it didn't sound like he was ever at the point where he took a bid. And I'm yeah. not saying they wouldn't give him a bid. They would have. But, the, uh, yeah, I think the Lake Cobb would have or, or whoever. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. They just – and, you know, they've got – they were mentioning in that article they got Otani coming up, and he wants to win, he says. So, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to stay there if they can't put a, put a credible, credible organization around him, you know. Yeah. So, well, and, and that division is pretty tough. I mean, you got Houston that's always good. you got the Mariners yep. that, are, that are good now. The Rangers, the Rangers seemingly are on the rise. Yep. yep, but they can at least finish fourth, can't they, Robert? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm stuck with last place until further notice. Okay, Minnesota got the center fielder uh, Michael A. Taylor from Kansas City, and uh, and so and for uh, some minor leaguers or something, we don't didn't really ever hear about it was, this. It, minor, it was minor leaguer. Yeah, and also did, didn't uh, didn't Minnesota trade uh, Luis Arise? That's coming up. They, yes. they did. We're going to get. We're going to get to that. Yeah. You know, these. I, I just happened to grab these. These are uh, sometimes they're chronological, but sometimes they aren't because they're on the right sheet of paper, and I don't want to okay. lose track of them. All so right. sometimes I throw in okay. some of the new stuff because they're written where they're written. Okay. So uh, Chip Carey will do St. Louis TV, and Dan McLaughlin is now out as the uh, voice of the TV, TV voice of the Cardinals. And I was saying uh, on a message that I left today. It, it could have been if the Atlanta, if the Hawks had not left St. Louis and gone to Atlanta, it is very reasonable to assume that all three carries would have done the Cardinals because uh, Chip, uh, Skip was a fair-haired boy in Atlanta doing the Hawks, doing a good job with them. And he, of course, they went to Atlanta, and he said, oh, I'll go. You know, that's fine. I'm the voice of the Hawks. I'll just go to Atlanta and do that. And, of course, three or four years later, he uh, got when Turner bought the team, he got involved with the Braves. And I always knew he would be a good baseball announcer because I enjoyed him on basketball. And, of course, he was great. So, But what would have happened? Now, they wouldn't have replaced when their, his father got fired the next year. So the Hawks left in um, 68 for the 68-69 season. Harry got fired in 68. 
1959. But about three or four years later, when uh, Jim Woods left, they would have been in a position probably to hire Skip because they would have, you know, sort of like, well, because Harry by then would have been established in Chicago with the White Sox and wouldn't have made people feel so weird about it. So I think uh, very could have, very easily could have been if the Hawks hadn't left, that Skip would have ended up doing the Cardinals instead of the Braves. But that's- And I suppose, Chris, we should probably fill in the rest of that story. Dan McLaughlin was let go because of uh, back in 2010 and 2011, he had two DWIs and basically was told if you, you know, do this again, we're not going to be able to hang on to you. Well, in December, he had another one and uh, he was he was let go. And he says he needs to now focus on his recovery, which sounds like that is true. Yeah. Now, the, the Red Sox made a, uh, a not an earth shaking trade here. They picked up Adalberto Mondesi. And a, and a player to be named uh, uh, name later, later for Josh Taylor. Now, of course, Josh Taylor is going to Kansas City because they had just traded a Taylor, so they need to get a Taylor back. So that's fine. But all I can out, tell you, all I can tell you, Chris, is good luck because Adalberto has had all sorts of things. He, ha- I believe, yes. I believe he had a PED problem at one point, um, and he has a whole lot of problems. You'll love to hear this. He has a whole lot of problems staying off the disabled list. That's right. He's coming off an ACL issue, but Josh Taylor was out, and because you didn't know who he was, he was out all last year. Good, he pitched really well in 2021, and part of their you know run to the Final Four. But he wasn't there last year. They kept saying, they like the Red Sox always do. He's coming back. He's going to be back. It's getting better. He's getting better. Never did. Never was on the team. So they're trading two injured players for each other. But remember, the Red Sox are like the Statue of Liberty anymore. Give us your tired and your disabled. And we'll you know whatever. They do. As they call it on Felger and Maz, dumpster diving. That's what they do. Didn't wasn't I think wasn't Adalberto Mondesi. I think he's Raul's son. And I okay. think he used to be Raul Mondesi Jr. And then of course after his PED he changed his name to Adalberto. That is correct. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know where. I think he was high when he got to pick the name, but that's okay. <laughs> Possible. Right. Okay. So, but the Red Sox did make a move this week. They picked up Adam Duvall one year for seven uh, seven million, and he could uh, get pick. up to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good player. To it. Yeah, and yep. I was. Uh, I didn't know much about him. He he got a Gold Glove in 2021, but as we know, the Gold Glove has more to do with hitting than defense, anyway. But you have to, have to play some defense. So what they're hoping is they can kind of. Uh, get the guy they would have had in 21, who I think he hit over 20 home runs. He hit the, he played for, he first played for the Giants, then the Reds, and then Atlanta. And he hit a grand slam in game five of the 21 World Series for Atlanta. They put them ahead, and they ended up hanging on and winning that game. And they went on, of course, and beat Houston. Uh, and they're hoping to sort of recapture Hunter Renfro, who was not a good defensive player. We could throw, but he couldn't catch the ball real well. So they're kind of hoping that this will be an upgrade for, for their center field. And that can also, uh, you know, free up uh, Kike Hernandez to play short if that's what they want to do. Because uh, I don't think this was the move of the future to get Alberto to play short. Well, it, you know, it, Chris, if you believe what you hear, and, you know. We, I don't of course, usually, by the way. We, of course, <laughs> we, of course, but we, of course, get the Royals here. So if you believe what their broadcasters say. Yeah. When, when healthy, there's your key phrase. Yes. Adalberto is a very good uh, major league shortstop. Well, I know. I'm sure that's what uh, what uh, uh, what's his name believes. That you know, uh, I can't think of his name. Heim Bloom. He believes it. I know he does, or he wouldn't have done it. But uh, we'll we'll just see. But it, it's two injured players coming back. But I, 
I don't know. Is that Carol? I mean, uh, Taylor was good. Josh Taylor was good when he was here, you know, a couple of years ago. So uh, they they signed uh, the Mets signed Tommy Pham, which was interesting. Uh, the same day that Adam Duvall signed, and uh, and uh, he and the Red uh, Sox were interested in him too. I'm bringing him back, and uh, yep. for six, uh, and the Mets got him for six million. But I think overall, would you say uh, Perry, being more of a National League fan, that uh, and then Bill can chime in on this too? Would you rather have Duvall or or, or Fam? I would rather oh, have Duvall. Duvall, any, Duvall, <laughs> any day. Tommy Fan may play for you one, two days a week, whatever. Yeah. But no, there's no question yeah. that Adam Duvall he strikes uh, out a lot. And, of course, right. you need to be careful during the fantasy football season, guys. That's yeah. right. Yes. Well, you know, you, you, you know, you can always get rid of them at the trading deadline. And, you know, yeah. that's what they did with the uh, with the Reds. Fam um, uh, was also one year. And uh, and the Mets Hall of Famers have been announced. And uh, it's, it's a good group on June 3rd. And uh, they were good, I guess, last year. So if, if everybody's anybody's available on that Saturday evening, listen to their Hall of Fame ceremony because they were very good about broadcasting it last year. Al Leiter is going to get in, Gary Cohen, uh, Howard Johnson, and Howie Rose. So uh, they'll be inducted. So it's nice that Gary and Howie are both going to get in. So you can put yeah. it in the books. Yeah. Put and it in the books, absolutely. And we still don't have the uh, um, the results of who's going to be working with Howie this year. No, so. no. But uh, certainly uh, it, it won't be, uh, what's his name's fault, uh, uh, Roxy Bernstein. It won't be his fault for not publicizing himself if he doesn't get the job. That's correct. That's correct. And it does, yep. it does not, from what I was reading, it does not sound like he's going to get it. No. Okay. It does no. not. Okay. Uh, Geraldus Chapman, one year for 3.75 with Kansas City. So uh, that we'll yeah. see what happens with him this I year. Said, he's trying. Said, he's trying to basically bring himself back because when yeah, he yeah. when the Yankees let him go, he was he, he wasn't did good not, last year. Yeah. No, and he and he really when he missed the workout and was left off the playoff roster, he did not leave on good terms. Right. No, and uh, and the way I put it when I when I put the message out this week, I said, "Wow, have the might how right. how the mighty have fallen." It's like. I, I really don't think he's got being an American League person and, and watched a lot of American League games. I really don't think he's got anything left. I can't, you know, luckily for Kansas City, this is not a whole lot of money. So no. You know. um, the well, the Royals are not. Set, okay. I mean, the Royals don't. They're not set to win right now anyway. No, no. no. I mean, uh, they wouldn't have traded Adalberto if they, you know, right away. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers will bring in Steven Nelson to their TV team. Um, he's uh, from MLB and will fill in for uh, Joe Davis when he's away doing stuff for Fox and so forth. And uh, so apparently that Tim, Tim Neverett was helping with that. And, and he's also going to do some play-by-play, I guess. And they have all kinds of color people. They got Oral Hershiser and Nomar and they got Eric Karros and they got uh, Jessica Mendoza and they got uh, Dontrell Willis. So they, you never know. Rick, Rick's always saying, I never know from one minute to the next who's going to be on Nesson. Well, you sure wouldn't know what was going on with the Dodgers no if you kid. were there. That's well, for sure. It, well, and I probably one reason for this is is because when I don't think Charlie Steiner really travels that much anymore and Tim right. Neverett does majority of that. Yeah, that's right. He'll be with Rick Monday. And, and Miami traded uh, uh, Pablo Lopez, who better be pretty good. And two minor leaguers for Lu- Luisa Rise, and I don't get it. You're trading the batting champion. I, no, what is I going on that. here? Miami. Well, yeah. Rocco, Rocco Baldelli was on. Rocco Baldelli was on uh, with Farron and Duquette this morning, and he said the reason for the trade was 
they feel that they have enough from within that they can replace the offense. They they did I, not feel they had enough to replace, you know, to, to do the pitching. How good a prospect mm. is or, or a performer has uh, this guy been, uh, you know, for the Marlins? Uh, he's not a middle-of-the-rotation guy. Yeah, okay. I mean, a batting champ. I mean, you're, usually you say it's the other way around. I, by the you, way, and Chris, if you're asking, I wouldn't have made the trade if I were the Twins. Right. I mean, usually you you want the everyday. If you're making, you're trading a starter for an everyday player, you right. want the everyday player. The everyday player. I mean, this looks like a. For once, the Marlins made a good trade. I mean, this is. I don't know when the last time anybody said that was, but uh, you know, it just seems like they finally have. And. Uh, we have uh, two new black crew chiefs in uh, baseball, Alan uh, Porter and uh, Adrian Johnson. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, and the Red Sox signed R- Romel Tapia to a minor league deal. Uh, he's, an, he's an outfielder, isn't he, uh, Perry, I think? He is, yes. Yeah, and uh, and he had I, what, he had been with Toronto, and he, yep. he hit well against uh, the Red Sox in and, Toronto. I remember that. And he is a, he's a pretty good, you know, he's a pretty good little outfielder, so... I mean that yeah, one could turn out to, too, to be something. Yeah, yeah, that 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 didn't sound too bad, especially minor league deal. And then we have the you know we have an obituary in baseball. And we have two in basketball, and the one in baseball is one, and uh, certainly Robert will want to talk about one thing. And looking back at the A's, and you really got to see you, Jamal. We'll get to you in just a second. Yeah, we'll we'll do Sal Bando first, and we'll talk to Jamal. Uh, the thing is with the A's, it's amazing when and Rick remembers this. Robert's heard about it about how the A's got themselves back on track when, when the Red Sox and A's used to be horrendous. And all of a sudden the A's, this was when the draft came in and stuff, and this helped. But they got Blue Moon Odom. They got Catfish Hunter. They got Raleigh Fingers. They got Sal Bando. They got Reggie Jackson. They got uh, Rick Monday. They, they got all these people. And before that, they already had Harrelson and, and Campaneras and Dick Green. They, in about two years, three years, they brought in so many good players. And, again, the draft, they took advantage of the draft right away and, you know, built a team that I remember hearing during a rain delay. It was like in 66 in July, and the Red Sox and the A's were 8th and ninth or whatever they were, and they were at the bottom of the league. And somebody was on there talking about those teams and saying, you know, in two or three years, both these teams are going to be pretty good. And they were, you know. And the you Red didn't, Sox brought in people, too. You didn't even mention my favorite player. I thought one of the all-time great clutch hitters, Joe Rudy. Joe Rudy, I yeah. loved him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe and, Rudy, yeah. too. And, uh. That was a fun team. I mean, with between the uniforms, with the white shoes, and the guys with the mustaches, it was a, it was one of the few teams other than the Red Sox that I ever rooted for in baseball. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, and so let's let's talk. All right, Robert. Let me let me talk about Sal Bando, and then you can okay. talk about the A's and Sal. Sal Bando was seventy eight years old. Uh, he went to college in Arizona State. He uh, played play, played for Bobby Winkles there, and the sixty uh, won the sixty five uh, College World Series. And then uh, named uh, most uh, outstanding player. And then he was with the uh, Kansas City Royals from six, uh, A's from '66 through '67. Then the A's in Oakland '68 through '76. Milwaukee '77 to '81. Milwaukee, and then he was, went to the Milwaukee uh, front office. So he was there right before they went to the World Series. Uh, he was the GM in Milwaukee, working his way up through the front office from '91 through '99. He had only 254, and I never thought of him as a as an average hitter. But 242 home runs and 1,039 RBIs. He was an All Star in '69 and '72 through '74, the three pennant winning years for the A's when they went to the World Series. Uh, three World Series titles in '72 and '70 through '74. 
He's in the College Hall of Fame and the Milwaukee Wall of Fame. Is that the, the Harvey's Wallbangers Wall of Fame? I don't know. Mm-hmm. In the uh, 14, uh, he got into the A's Hall of Fame. He uh, in uh, 2022, and he died of cancer. Uh, and he was the A's captain. And uh, Chris Bando, his uh, brother, uh, uh, was a catcher for Cleveland in 1981-88. And then Sal Jr. Has, is now a high school baseball coach in Wisconsin. So anyway, Robert, what are your thoughts? And he on did a Sal lot. Band? Chris, he did a lot of TV as well. With he on those Game of the Weeks on NBC, he worked with Bob mm-hmm. Costas for many years. Oh, okay. All right. So, what are your thoughts on Sal Bando, uh, Robert? Sal was a very good, uh, very good third baseman. Very underrated yep. defensively. Um, no, we had we had some good teams. I, I miss those days. Uh, uh, he will certainly be missed, and uh, he, I think he'd be very, a lot of those old days would be very unhappy with the way things are now. It, you know, we're, we're uh, as far as the uh, A's are concerned, they they may never have a a situation like that ever again with the way this organization is being run. Let's talk you- to Jamal. <laughs> Jamal, go ahead and unmute and come on in. <clears throat> and you got to give it, you know, I just want to say one more quick thing, Jamal. you got to give it to Charlie Finley at that time stayed out of the way and let his scouting people and his GMs and so forth and his managers uh, run the team. Uh, he started to meddle later on and decided he wasn't making enough money, this and that. Uh, but, uh, you know, up, uh, up to that point, he stayed out of the way, and he was a good owner for a while anyway, Robert. Yep. There you go. There you go. Jamal, hello. Yeah, go ahead, Jamal. A couple, a couple things here. When hearing about Al Leiter and some of those guys making the Mets Hall of Fame, they probably they deserve that, I'm sure. But did Ralph Kiner and Tim McCarver make the Mets Hall yes. of Fame? Yes. Okay. I'm sure and, that uh, Bob Will, Bob uh, Murphy, Lindsey Nelson, and Ralph Kiner probably went in together as the broadcast, the first broadcast team, and Tim McCarver, of course, was their broadcaster. Well, they sh- well, they should have. Yeah. But with all that being said, talking about these upcoming NFL playoff games. Very interesting matchups, you know. I I keep waiting for Brock Purdy to to go from Cinderella go for, from Cinder, go back to a Pumpkin, but you know it hasn't happened. You know he's played like a, a ten year veteran just about all these games, and even Sunday's game where he got a couple of interceptions, he still made some throws when they counted. Well, if you believe, and, and Jamal, Jamal, if you believe Kyle Shanahan, they uh, they believe that uh, Brock, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, even should there be, a, even should he have a, a bad game this week, he's done enough to warrant you know consideration for playing time next yeah. year. Oh well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you guys talk about great coaching, Kyle Shanahan. Right now, the, now, the, now the one rap on Kyle Shanahan is blowing the game because he was the one who. Who almost single-handedly blew the game for the Falcons when he against the Patriots, and then even though that fell on Dan Quinn, but he was the offensive coordinator. Then it was the Niners who blew the lead down the stretch against the Chiefs a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. So I hope if he makes the Super Bowl this time, he can actually finish the job as a play caller and not just uh, choke down the stretch and let the other team come back and uh, win on them. But uh, I heard I heard some news today about Mike Clevenger, the White Sox new free agent. Oh signing. yeah, I for, we forgot to get that in baseball. That's he right. Investigated he, with uh, with he for spousal abuse. Yep. What so domest- well, what, what, the, what they're calling it, Jamal, is technically domestic violence, is what they're calling it. And yeah, the right. uh, the person, uh, it's the daughter of his ten month old daughter. 
Yeah. Yeah. My question is, what was his record last year? The mother of his ten month old daughter. The mother. The mother. Yeah. Yeah. The mother of yeah. his ten month old daughter. daughter. Yeah. Oh, geez, <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, if, he, if he's abusing kids, then you know. Well, no, what, what it, no, 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 it's not the kid. It's the mo- it's the mother. No. It's the, the mother. mother. Jamal, sorry. Uh, well, if he's doing that, then and if it's legitimate, if he's doing that, then. I don't feel sorry for the, for the guy. Well, it sounds like there'll be an investigation, so he wouldn't be starting the season anyway. Yes, right. But, wasn't but he? What was his wasn't he though? Wasn't year? he Robert on the dis, on the injured list for the most part last year with with San Diego? Oh, oh. Okay. Yes, he was. Yep. Yes, he was. Okay. okay. So you, so we got so the White Sox signed up a pitcher who was on the disabled list yep. and maybe a domestic abuser. That that's, be. that's Thank you, Rick Hahn. <laughs> Good job, Jamal. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't, we don't really know when the domestic abuse. You know, we haven't got the whole story. It could have happened. They maybe didn't know about it. it could have happened two weeks ago, for all we know. So, and I mean, know, and, and, and uh, in a lot of ways, um, MLB has a lot of investiga- investigative power because. Sadly, I don't know about sadly, but once they start these investigations, they usually don't stop until they get the person because yeah. there's enough smoke there that they know something's yeah. going on. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Jamal. All right. All right. We got any more baseball before we go to college? I had forgotten about Mike Clevenger. Okay, for college. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike Bray is leaving after uh, Notre Dame this year at the end of the season. Uh, he's uh, 63 years old. Most wins in Notre Dame basketball history passed Digger Phelps about five years ago. Uh, Digger is still alive. He's at 81. Uh, still broadcasting. Game day. Yeah. Still doing game, still doing okay. game day. Yeah. College so game day, yeah. Um, Mike Bray was a high school coach in Maryland from 82 to 87, then an assistant with Mike Krzyzewski from Duke in 87 through 95, then coached Delaware 95 to 2000, and head of Notre Dame since 2000. His record uh, is uh, 580 wins and 320 losses. That's updated with their loss to BC the other day. And uh, and in Notre Dame, he's 481 and 268. So very good coach. He made his furthest uh, advancement was the Sweet 16 in 2003. And uh, and we're going to run down the top 25. But the, one of the highlights of the weekend was the Temple beat Houston, uh, knocked them out of the number one yeah. spot. And that was 56-55, first win for Temple against a number one team in 23 years since back in the Don, the uh, uh, Cheney era there. Yeah, and, John, uh, yeah John Cheney. Yeah. John Cheney. Oh. And then uh, we've got uh, the top 25 here. May as well do it right now. Purdue, as we say, number one from the Big Ten. Alabama, two. Three is Houston. Four, Tennessee. Five is Kansas State. That is Six. huge to see the the. Kansas State Wildcats yeah. in the top five. Yeah, well, big big year for football and basketball for them. Six, Arizona. Seven is Virginia. Eight is UCLA. Nine is Kansas. Ten is Texas. Eleven two is... Two losses. The two losses. Two losses. Yeah, we're losses. getting to the... We get to the ground this time of year. You're getting to your two losses. Eleven, TCU. Twelve is Iowa State. And you got that game uh, tonight, Iowa State and Kansas State, right, uh, Perry? That is correct. At, at okay. nine Easter. Number 13, Xavier, 14, Gonzaga, 15, Auburn, 16 is Marquette, 17 is Baylor, 18 is College of Charleston, 19 is UConn, 20 is Miami, 21, uh, Florida Atlantic, 22, uh, St. Mary's of California, 23, Providence, 24, Clemson, and 25, New Mexico. 
And Kansas okay. will probably fall because they lost again last night to Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot to write down that we had a quarterback who uh, is not going to be playing at Florida this year because his uh, name, image, and likeness deal for $6 million fell through. And we were talking the other night about this. And I, I, to me, and, you know, Perry knows a lot more about this than I do, and Sean does too. To me, it's like some teams are playing checkers and some teams are playing chess. BC and teams like them are further down on the food chain, even in power conferences. Well, maybe we can get that outstanding Correct. point guard to move up from George Mason, or we can get a quarterback that's really doing well in one double A, or we can get uh, somebody who's not happy, like a Notre Dame, to come to us. Whereas you've got other people going for the blue chippers, the guys who have potential to, to be the next Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And it doesn't seem like you're, it seems like what you're going to end up with because it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy unless they change some of these rules is that you're going to have 10 or 15 teams, 20 teams that are always going to be competing for the national championship and the other hundred or so will just be uh, going to the citrus bowl or something. All of well, that. they, they were approaching uh, senators and I believe it was Tuberville, uh, the, a Republican from Alabama and Sanders, of course, Democrat from Vermont, and asking them to kind of help them. And both Tuberville and Sanders said, you better figure this out on your own. You do not want Congress to get involved. So yeah. you better figure yeah. it out on your own. No, you know what? The good, NCAA, luck, good luck, as, Charlie Baker. As, yeah. as we said for years, the NCAA knew this was coming. States were passing laws. They could have done it, but they overlooked. I mean, even the Olympic yeah. Committee, even before, even before they allowed pros in, they allowed people to get endorsements to help sponsor, you know, um, commercials. They had a chance. They overlooked it. They swept it under the rug, just like mm -hmm. they did with everything else. And after the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit and after all the laws, all we got to say is it's the NCAA. It's a broken And you, and, and you know NCAA. what, though? Here, here's the thing. For all the, you know, whatever political side you fall on, for all the dysfunction seemingly in Washington, they those are two probably of the most different people you're ever going to meet to have yep. the yeah. same take. <laughs> yep. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they went to Bernie because Vermont's always been a power in football. They haven't played in 30 <laughs> years. But, you know, Chris, you mentioned B.C. and, and having to settle. There are one double A programs who do better than than teams like that. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, you know, I mean, BC's, yeah, BC's football is. You know, I like the coach. It just doesn't seem to connect. And and I don't know whether they, it looks like they're giving you know they're giving them another year. And uh, it's just I don't know. It just seems to always they get hurt so much. They they've got yeah. more injuries than anybody. You take them. you take though that. At Missouri Valley Football Conference, I mean, that is very typically, that is the toughest yep. 1AA conference every single year. Oh, and yeah. Those, and, and those teams, I mean, they fight it out. It's, yeah, North yep. Dakota State's great. Um, South Dakota State's South great. Coast. But you look at it this year, South Dakota State uh, probably should have lost to Northern Iowa, and that would have affected their seeding in the yep. playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no real economic way to do it, but and I'm not saying I, I don't want to be in the ACC, but I'd rather be in a conference with like uh, the Eastern teams like we used to, you know, Rutgers, Penn State, Pitt, Navy, Army, you know, play some games with teams that are around your area and stuff. It'd be more fun than you know, going to Clemson and stuff, but that's well, just so, Somebody was saying yesterday <laughs> they should get back to that, you know, Chris, and have like the, the Eastern teams like Penn State, Rutgers, BC, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. But I, I, here's what I would say, and I mean, I don't disagree that it should happen. Penn State and Rutgers 
They ain't leaving the Big Ten no, and all that no. money. And no. BC and Syracuse and Pitt aren't going anywhere either. I know that. It's you know. So anyway, um, why don't we do the NHL first, and then we'll do our because I want to make sure we get this done. This is the whole NHL standings, yeah. and I'll give you the wild cards. And there were some surprises here. Uh, Seattle really is good. Let me, I'll, let me just give you a clue. In the okay. Atlantic, Divi- Atlantic Division, remember, the top three in each division make the playoffs, and then we'll run through the wild cards and who would be in and close in those once we do the, whole, the both conferences. Okay. In the Atlantic Division, the Bruins, of course, was 78, Toronto 66, Tampa Bay 59, Buffalo 51, Florida 51, Detroit 46, Ottawa 43, and Montreal 43. Bruins finally are meeting the Canadiens tonight. How about that? Yeah, first time. <laughs> first time, almost February. A Metropolitan Division, we have Carolina at 66, so you see the Bruins have quite a lead on them. New Jersey 64, the Rangers 59, Washington 56, Pittsburgh 54, the Islanders 51, Rick's still afraid of the Islanders, I remember. Philadelphia, 47, <laughs> and Columbus, 31. He's not afraid of Columbus. Nobody's afraid of Columbus. <laughs> There's some really bad teams in the NHL. There's about four of them that were terrible. Uh, Cent- yeah, don't, don't tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, Sharks are one of them. Central <laughs> Division, we have Dallas at 64, Winnipeg, 63, Minnesota, 54. Now, that's where you get a benefit, and you'll see in the wild card, by being third in kind of a, a sort of crummy division, although Colorado's right behind them at 53. Uh, then you have Nashville at 50, St. Louis 49, then you get to Arizona 35, and the Blackhawks are 32. I think once Colorado gets completely healthy, that will, that uh, standing for them will change. Yeah, they'll probably move up closer to Dallas and those guys. They've had a lot of injuries. In the Pacific, Vegas is up to 60, Seattle 59, and they're the team that beat the Bruins a couple weeks ago and broke that long streak. The Kings are 58, Edmonton 57, there's a good division, Calgary 55, Vancouver, now this is where you get bad, Vancouver 39, San Jose 37, and Anaheim 31. So the Vancouver, wild, are, Vancouver already fired their coach. They did. We'll get yeah. to that in a minute. So in the East, in the Atlantic, you have the Bruins, uh, Tor- Toronto, and Tampa Bay would qualify for the playoffs right now, Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers. Then the wild card would be the uh, leading wild card team would be Washington at 56. Pittsburgh would be next at 54. Then you go to Buffalo, 51, Florida, mm-hmm. 51. The Islanders, 51, Philadelphia, 47, and Detroit, 46. So that's your contenders for the wild card right now. In the West, we have Edmonton at 57, uh, Calgary for the wild Oh, the qualifiers in the West right now in the Central would be Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota for the moment, but Colorado is only a point behind them. And then uh, we go in the Pacific, it would be Vegas, Seattle, and the Kings. And then the wild cards in the West, we have um, Edmonton at 57, so you see, you've got to get that third place in that division right now because Edmonton's ahead of those guys. Edmonton, 57. Calgary, 55. Colorado, 53. Nashville, 50. Uh, St. Louis, 49. So there's your contenders there. So anyway, uh, Steven Stamkos got his 500th goal on Wednesday for Tampa Bay. And I think only uh, Sidney Crosby and uh, Ovechkin have more than that. They're that, that active is, players. That is correct, yep. Yeah. And, of course, he's well behind them, and he's not going to move. You know, he'll move he'll past some other old-time scorers, yeah, but he's he, not going to be near them. Even but. Sam Coates became the 47th player to, to hit 500 goals. Yeah, okay. And then Vancouver did fire their coach, uh, Bruce Boudreau, and they uh, hired Rick Tockett, who used to be uh, the coach for Arizona. 
And he and I didn't know this, Chris, but he also used to coach Tampa Bay. John Cooper is the one that replaced him in Tampa Bay. So okay. This, this is his third job, uh, and uh, I don't know why you would agree to take this mess in Vancouver because it is a mess. So. And then we, I asked uh, uh, David USF a question because we're always talking about. Um, the President's Cup, and you win the President's Cup, and you don't win the Stanley Cup. And the thing is that there have been, and I didn't get a chance to write them all down, but it's been awarded since 85-86, the best record. And the President's Cup, only eight teams have won uh, the Stanley Cup in all those. There's one year, of course, they didn't play with the strike, about 36 years, something like that. Only eight teams have won it. And the last time that it was won was by the Blackhawks in 2013. So... For some reason, it doesn't seem to happen in other sports. I know hockey is crazy with the hot goalies and, you know, the bounces of the puck and this and that, but it just is crazy. I mean, the Red Sox were the best team in 18, and they won it. The Red Sox were the best team in 13, and they won it. This most of them often, the NFL, most of the time, basketball, very often the, the best team in the regular season wins it. Yeah. And just doesn't hockey doesn't translate like that. So the Bruins will be going against the uh, a curse if they, if they uh, do uh, win the President's Trophy. So, uh, any more on uh, hockey before we move on to our NBA obituaries? No. Okay. I'm, we keep keeping all. Yeah. See, I did say NBA obituaries. So, who died? Who died? Okay, they'll stay tuned yeah. now. Uh, Chris Ford. Uh, we talked about him. I think uh, last week briefly. Seventy-four years old, born uh, 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 January 11, nineteen forty-nine. He died of a heart attack. He was the first three-point uh, person to get a three-pointer in the NBA on on October twelfth of seventy-nine. He played college ball at Villanova from 69 through 72, was on their team that went to the finals in 71 against UCLA and lost. And then he was picked in the second round by the Detroit Pistons, and he was with the Pistons from 72 through 78. Then the Celtics from 78 through 82 when he retired. As a matter of fact, he was injured when Johnny Most uh, had a, it was out with a stroke in 82, and Glenn Ordway took over as voice of the Celtics. Chris Ford filled in as color man with him when they were on the West Coast road trip. Did a good job, too. Then he was assistant for the Celtics from 83 through 90, and then the head coach from uh, 90 through 95. Then the, he coached the Bucks from 96 through 98, and then the head of the Clippers from 99 and 2000, and the head coach at Brandeis uh, University here in Waltham from 01 to 03, and assistant at Philadelphia 03 to 04. His NBA coaching record was 323 and 376, but he was uh, uh, he had a winning record here. I don't know what it was, but I know he was uh, way ahead uh, on a, uh, maybe 40 games over 500 with the Celtics. They were contenders, and they, he knew how to beat Indiana. That's the one thing he could do. They beat the Pacers twice in the playoffs that time, and uh, but they were 13 and 16. Or he was 13 and 16 in the playoffs. So uh, and of course he won the championship as a player in '81, and then an assistant coach in '84 and '86. And uh, so a really good player, good teammate, and. You know, uh, Cedric Maxwell was quoted in the paper as saying, you know, players would go to him because he was a little more, a little older than the other guys. He would go to him for advice, and they, he said he knew he would be a good coach, you know, and, and he would be the guy that would sometimes intercede and tell players things they didn't want to hear, you know, that maybe Bill Fitch or others couldn't say because he had the status with them. He was a very well-respected guy, so, you know. And let's see. And then we had uh, Bill Shonley, uh, who was the original voice of the Portland Trailblazers. He was 93 years old. He was from Norristown, Pennsylvania. He was uh, the voice of the uh, uh, Blazers from 70 through 98. And that's pretty amazing. On the, at Starting that year, Cleveland came into the league. 
And Joe Tate was the voice of the Cavaliers. And, of course, if they hadn't had Ted Stepien, he would have been the voice of the Cavaliers from 70 to 2011. But he got smart and didn't want to deal with Joe, uh, with uh, Stepien. So he got out for a couple of years and, you know, came back. But uh, Well, so and they, Chris, according to the story that David USF put out about Bill Shonley, I guess the Blazers pushed him out because they, they did. thought he was too old. They did. And, you know, if you try to do that nowadays, you'd have discrimination suits. <laughs> oh, you know, these teams all learn. You know, they did it to Ernie Harwell. They did it to Chuck Caton. They do it to all kinds of people, and it's just, yeah. it never works. You know, no. people, you get it, you get used to these people. The, the Celtics just let Johnny Most, I mean, he wasn't very good. They just let him finish, you know, yep. and that's kind of the way to handle a thing like that. Right. So, uh, so he was there, 70 through 98, Hall of Fame uh, in the NBA, the Kurt Gowdy Award in 2012. He coined Rip City, and, and they still, Portland calls itself Rip City all the time now. That's the uh, name well, of the and, whole city. You know, back in the 70s, when I was growing up, Chris, when radio, when you could get radio stations without all this interference, yeah, whenever Warriors games would end with Bill King, I'd either turn on Chick Hearn with the Lakers or uh, Bill Shonley with the Blazers. So mm-hmm. I, gr- I grew up listening to him. Yeah, he was the am- ambassador. Where they they patched things up with the Blazers, and he came back as an ambassador with them from 2003, and he, uh, I think he retired last uh, year. He called 2,252 games, and he only missed 28 games when he had open-heart yeah. surgery. He was... Uh, he also uh, might not have gotten that job. Again, we talk about what might have been if things hadn't happened. The pilots, of course, folded. But he was part of the broadcast crew, it turns out, with Jimmy Dudley in Seattle in 69. But then, of course, the pilots went away to Milwaukee. So then uh, that left him available to go for that Seattle, uh, the, that Portland job in 70. He had been in the Seattle market doing the Seattle Totems, a hockey team from 57 through city, uh, 68. And then... Um, he also had been involved, I guess, with some play-by-play on the Washington football and so forth. And then 98, they they let him go, as he said, said he was too old. Um, he has a he now has a banner and a microphone in the rafters, uh, like they do for Johnny Most here. So, uh, you know, he certainly uh, was, a, was a real hero in, you know, Portland. And when you're the first voice of a team and you, you know, your team is a new team in town and everything like, like Chick Hearn, same kind of thing with Chick Hearn. He popularized basketball pro basketball in Portland, and that's how people got the games on the radio, like you say, Robert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that was the deal, and uh, he was the real man in Portland. Yep. So, anyway, all mm-hmm. right, I think we're There you go, Sean. Anything else? Oh, uh, folks, well, go ahead and just remember, tune in to the Coffee Club tomorrow for the debut of the Tech Quarter. Leo Laporte has retired, so Bill Sparks has stepped up answering all your tech questions. But also, if you want to listen to this podcast or any other of the Legend podcasts, go to legendoldies.com and download them. Or for Sports Lounge Live, you can type Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Or go to 773-572-3006, option number 9 for Sports Lounge Live, option 8 for All Things Radio, option 7 for the Coffee Club. Or you can tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast. And next week, we will have our Super Bowl matchup. And who knows what else with Hot Stone getting ready for spring training and baseball and all kinds of other fun stuff. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>